time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. All right. Welcome to episode 100. That's right. 100 episodes of the Vintage Truth Podcast. I can't even believe it's been this many we've done. And now we're up to 35 different countries across the world that are listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. I mean, I could never have believed that this uh, this little weekly podcast would grow across the world the way that it has, but I'm very grateful that it has. Very grateful. Check this out. So anyway, <laughs> thank you. So anyway, I want to tell you about something that's very, very exciting before I get into the podcast for today. We're going to talk about fake news and false prophets here in these last days. But um, listen, I know that you may have already heard about this incredible uh, Caribbean cruise that we're taking next September, and it's going to be epic and amazing, and we have already had such an enormous positive response to this thing. Uh, it, you know, it, we're just less than a year away, but this thing's going to fill up really quick, and I'll tell you why. Because five of us men are going to be the speakers at this at this cruise event uh, it's going to be five days in the, Car the Caribbean, and it's going to be myself, Dr. David Reagan, uh, Billy Horn, Don Perkins, and Tom Hughes. And, and these are some heavyweights in the prophecy world and men who really know how to open the Bible and tell you what it says about what God says is going to happen in the world and how we can really prepare for that. And also just really understanding the times that we're in, but it's going to be really incredible. But this cruise is going to fill up so incredibly fast but here's what I want to do for you. And this is a very special offer. I don't know how long it's going to last because I don't know how fast people are going to sign up for this thing. But number one, it's, it's the most affordable cruise you'll ever go on. I guarantee you. If you will go to prophecyatsea.com, C is S-E-A, like on the sea, prophecyatsea.com, you can get all the information you need about this cruise, including, including pricing and all this. But here's the cool thing. You can actually make payments on this cruise throughout the year before you actually go on the cruise itself. So uh, so it just makes it affordable for people uh, to do that. But here's the deal. Here's what I want to offer. The first 10 people who register for this cruise and click that you heard about it from Jeff Kinley, I will pay all of your gratuity fees for this cruise. And I think that comes out to about 75 bucks a person, which is not a huge amount, but it's something. It is your gratuities that you have to pay. So I'll pay those for you if you're one of the first 10 that register under my name. So that's the offer I'm going to give to you. It's going to be a great cruise together. I can't wait. Prophecy at sea.com. You're going to love it. We're going to have a blast together. It's going to be fun. And we're also going to dig deep in the Word of God. Okay? So there's that. Now, for our 100th uh, episode here, uh, I want to uh, also give away a free book of my new book called Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. And I'm very excited about this book. The subtitle is 10 Keys for Unlocking What Scripture Really Says. And folks, this book is not even out yet. It's coming out on November the 7th. And I want you to do me a favor and help me uh, make this book an incredible success by putting it in the hands of as many people as possible. This is prophecy for a new generation. This is a tool that you can put in the hands of people and they will be able to understand what God is saying about the end times, how to 
how to interpret Bible prophecy, how to recognize uh, some of the the errors that are that are taking place in the world of prophecy today. I, I identify the six biggest mistakes that people make in the world of prophecy. I teach you how to interpret Bible prophecy. How cool is that? Some Bible code principles there for you. We're going to talk about Scripture's unfulfilled prophecies in this book. Uh, we're going to look at the major views on prophecy, and we're going to see how prophecy is a major end times apologetic, how you can use prophecy as a witnessing tool to people. And then we're going to talk about how in the book, how we can build up the body of Christ. That's what you're going to read about in this book. It's incredible. And then finally, how do we possess really a certain hope about the return of Jesus? So there's so many things in this book that I cover uh, for a new generation of truth seekers as it relates to Bible prophecy. So I want to give you a free copy of this if if you're one of the first three people to go to my website and go to the contact form, just say, hey, Jeff, I, I want a free book, okay? <laughs> and uh, and sign up for my email letter that I sent out about once a month. If you just sign up for that, that registers you to, to win a free book. And if you're the, one of the first three people to do that, I will put you a book in the mail as soon as I get that. So you got to rush to do that. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the topic of today, episode 100. We're going to talk about fake news and false prophets in an age of apostasy, in an age where we're living in the last days. Now, here's the deal, and we're going to do this in hopefully in two parts. Now, in the Old Testament, here's, here's the thing. In the Old Testament, God raised up these men through which he spoke divine revelation to his people, okay? Their job was to proclaim God's word to God's people and also many times foretell the future because God gave them that insight. These guys confronted sin. They condemned sin among the people and among the people's leaders, the Israel's leaders. They brought reform. They announced judgment. They predicted the coming of the Messiah. They were God's representatives speaking for him. They were called prophets, okay? Now, there were two kinds of prophets, okay? Two kinds of, of false prophets, rather. The kinds of false prophets we see in the Old Testament were those who prophesied on behalf of false gods, such as Baal or some other false god. We see that in 1 Kings 18. But also those who prophesied falsely in the name of the true God, Yahweh. And in Ezekiel chapter 13, God speaks regarding those who were prophesying, get this, from their own inspiration, but claiming to be speaking from God. In fact, he says in verse 3 of chapter 13 of Ezekiel, he says that these men are following their own spirit and they have seen nothing. He says they claim to have been sent by the Lord and yet the Lord has not sent them, verse 6. Verse 9 says they saw false visions and uttered lying divinations. As a result of these claims, God says his hand would be against them and they would have no place in the council of his people, and their names would be removed from the house of Israel, and that they would not re-enter the land following their current captivity in Babylon. Now, you say, okay, so what's the point of that Old Testament stuff, right? All right, here's the, here's what, here's the real deal here, is that God is saying it's a very serious thing to claim you're speaking for God. And later on, in fact, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 16 says this. God speaks to Jeremiah and he says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. 
They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord, end quote. So these guys were lying. They were misrepresenting God and they were misleading God's people. Ezekiel tells us in chapter 13, verse 10. So here's what God is saying. Sometimes just because someone says that God is telling them something or writing it in a book or claiming to have a truth from God or revelation from God or vision from God or word from God, and they happen to be in a position of authority, just because they say those things doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it true. Anyone, listen, anyone can claim to have a vision or to claim to speak for God. Now, here's the problem with this is that many people are doing this. Many people are claiming to have visions from God. They are claiming to speak for God. They are claiming to say, this is what the Lord says. And you and I have got to have a filter or a grid through which to read these claims and to discern whether or not they are true. You know, we live in a day today that's much like the Old Testament times with God's people in that many people are claiming to have visions. I've had many people confront me and say, oh, I've had, I've had a vision. I get emails from people who claim that they got visions from God, that, here, that is something the church should know. It's something that I'm supposed to know. And they're giving me this word. People making outlandish claims. Watch this. I've been getting emails from someone claiming to be Jesus. Yes, that's right. He claims he's already returned and he wants to set up his kingdom. So I must do whatever he says. Okay. And just so you'll know, the authorities have already paid a visit to this person because of certain things they've said. But here's the deal. People are making these claims. So today, this man, man goes out to mow his yard or something and he you know, slips on a banana peel and hits his head, claims he goes to heaven comes back with a fantastical story about what heaven is like, writes a book, makes a million dollars, goes around speaking for a while, and then just kind of fades into the woodwork. Or some kid has the same claim. How in the world are you supposed to know if these things are true? You say, well, well, they're sincere. They, they, they wouldn't lie to us. What if they believe they're sincere? Have you ever heard about being sincerely wrong? How about, how about when you go to the dentist and and you you get Novocaine, you know, and, and your your cheek and your, your mouth is all, you know, numbed up and that kind of thing. You feel one thing sincerely, but it's not true. You're feeling something is not true. You may think, oh, I can, you know, bite my cheek and nothing will happen. Guess what? Something's going to happen to your cheek. You might not feel it, but something's going to happen. You can be as sincere as you, you can hear sounds. You think, oh, those are real sounds I'm hearing under happy gas. Or, you know, the doctor may turn into the Marx Brothers or something. I don't know. But it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't even matter what you believe. It only matters what is absolutely true according to the Word of God. And just because someone says something, I don't care how sincere they are, how famous they are, how innocent they are. I don't care how educated they are. I don't care how well, well respected they are. It doesn't matter unless we can 
prove what they have said by the word of God. In fact, even Paul said in 2 Thessalonians, you go, oh, whoa, did this happen in the New Testament? Well, look what Paul said in 2 Thessalonians. This is amazing because this kind of stuff is still going on, even in the first century. This is what he said to him because people were claiming uh, to have received uh, visions from the Lord, and Paul had to write to correct uh, these false uh, these false visions that people were claiming to have. And so over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is what Paul says. He says, Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's talking about the, the end times and the return of Christ and our gathering together to him. So obviously talking about the rapture because he just talked about that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. He says that you may not be quickly shaken from your composure. What does that mean? That means upset. That means have your faith rattled or get panicky or, or you know, go berserk or, you know, start having major doubts. He says, not quickly shaken from your composure or, be dist- or to be disturbed in the body of Christ. Now, how would they be disturbed? How would, how would someone possibly disturb or shake the average Christian from their composure? He tells us three ways. Either by a, quote, spirit, or a message, or a letter. A spirit, a message, or a letter. So here's someone who, who claims that they have gotten this spirit vision, or someone who's gotten a message from God or someone who has written a a letter, we would say a book or a magazine article, whatever, usually it's a book, claiming that the day of the Lord has already come. Paul says, that is not what's going to happen. And anytime you have anyone who contradicts the clear teaching of the word of God and the word of God at this moment, Paul's writing this, are his epistles and the epistles written by those who knew Christ, the apostles. Now, today there are no apostles living. There there are no people who walked with Jesus or who saw the resurrected Christ, okay? Again, some people today claim they've seen the resurrected Christ. But again, you cannot authenticate Claim, fantastical claims like this because there's no way to do that. Therefore, anyone can say anything. And they are. Paul goes on to say in verse 5, he goes on to talk about, he says, look, the day of the Lord, the end times, the return of Christ, at, at the end of you know the tribulation period, it's not going to happen until the apostasy comes first. That's the great apostasy of Revelation. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, that is the Antichrist. Then in verse 5, he just simply says, Do you guys not remember that while I was with you, i.e. during the time I was living there, teaching you, planting this church, taking you through basic theology and, and through the word of God, do you not remember while I was with you, I was telling you these things? Now, what does that say to us? It tells us that Paul that a part of his basic discipleship curriculum for church planting 
was to equip believers in understanding end times prophecy. You know what basic equipping for church planters are today? It involves a whole lot to do with sound systems and how to set up a room, how to have a children's ministry, how to market yourself in the community, how to gather a launch team, how to make your church sound friendly, all these other things. But are you teaching about prophecy, about Bible prophecy, and the other some of the other core foundational things in our faith in that launch period? Are you doing that? Or are you just saying, and the Lord's coming back one day? Hallelujah. See, it was a part of Paul's basic curriculum. Anyway, the point is, is that he's saying, don't be rattled because they're going to be people. Jesus said in the last days, there are going to be false prophets, false teachers, and even false Christs to arise and claim, make fantastical claims. And they're going to be very good at it too. I mean, Satan, the Bible tells us, disguises himself, his servants, as an angel of light. So if if Satan can do that, then certainly he can speak through people and convince naive believers of things that are not true and that are not going to happen and that are not true about heaven and hell and all these other places that people claim to have visited, like going to a mountain lodge on a weekend retreat or something. It hasn't happened. It didn't happen. And if it did happen, you should be writing another Bible about it. And every Christian on the planet should know about it, just like they should know about everything that's contained in Genesis to Revelation. See, when you start adding extra revelation to the Bible, then you put yourself in the category of false prophets. All a really good teacher or preacher or even a Christian does is simply explain what the revealed Word of God has said and help people to apply it. That's it. We're not making up new stuff. There's plenty of truth to keep us all busy, and it's already there in the Bible. So in the Old Testament, there were these false prophets that were roaming Israel, and and God was telling the people, don't listen to them. He says they're, they're saying that they're following a vision, He says, I never gave him a vision. Well, it's like someone today saying, you know, if they were so, well, Jeff told me to tell you. And then that person comes to me and said, did you tell them to tell me this or that? I I never even talked to him. I never texted him, email, phone call, nothing. Had coffee with him. I've never had a conversation with him. I've had people say those kinds of things about me before. Well, Jeff says, no, Jeff didn't say. And God is saying, I didn't say. If it's in my word, I said it. It's not my word. You don't know if I said it. You can't be sure. So, Christian, do not be duped. Do not be deceived. Do not be taken in by these false prophets. And, you know, next time we're going to talk about what are some of the characteristics of some of these false prophets that Jesus said will begin to take place in the end of days. It's not just the Old Testament. It happened in the New Testament. And as we ramp up to Revelation, we become more and more like the days of Noah I believe we're going to see more of these false prophets rise up in our world because people are more confused, and we know this in the church. People are more ignorant of the scriptures than they've ever been in the church today. And so we're very susceptible to these kind of things. So I want to equip you, help you understand how to discern this. And and my book, 
A new book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy, takes you even deeper into the things we'll be talking about here in these next few broadcasts. So join me next time with the Vintage Truth Podcast, and we'll find out, hey, what's in store for the future, but more importantly, how do we prepare for it in the days that we live right now? I'll see you next time with the Vintage Truth Podcast. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.